You're listening to the Father's House Podcast. We're in Owensboro, Kentucky. Hope you guys enjoy. If you guys want more information, you can go to thefathershouseky.com. excited about what God's doing here. It is amazing. It is so exciting for me. I've only been here a year and a half, and I've just seen so many people change. And what I mean by change is I mean that they're leaning in and stripping off old mindsets. They're stripping off sin. They're stripping off the things that have held them back And they are running the race that God has set before them. And they've said yes to Jesus. They've said yes to letting go of things that might not look so easy to let go of. They might be moving out of cohabitation, but seeing God move and restore relationships. They're seeing family members get saved, set free, delivered. I mean, my God, he is doing something here. And if you haven't seen it and you don't know about it, then come to us and let us help you shed some light into what God is doing. And before I even get started, I just feel the Lord all over it. I want to call somebody up here. And before I even ask them to come up, I did ask them this last week. I said, can you share a little bit about what God's doing? And they were very hesitant. You know, being up here in front of everybody and sharing your story takes a lot of risk, a lot of vulnerability to get up. But God has totally resurrected the life of this young guy's life. And you know what's so neat about him and his wife? is they're humble. They don't have a bad marriage, but they're like, sign me up for marriage coaching because I don't want to get to a place where it's crashing and I need help. I want to work on enriching what I have. I want to come to the journey and see God do something by us coming up underneath leadership and accountability and saying yes to the mission, to the vision, to the values of what this house is carrying and moving forward in. That's what's so neat is there, it says then make low and then I will exalt you in due season. And that's what God is doing in their life. They're seeing God move. And before I even share any more, I want him to come up and share just a few minutes. Stephen, will you come up and share? I don't even know where you are. I don't have my glasses on so I can't see that far away. Everybody give Stephen a hand clap. Yes, God's so good. We just share a little about where God brought you out of and how um, just in this last six months what he's done in your life. Uh, I mean, I went from smoking marijuana for about nine years to the point where uh, I wasn't even able to control my own emotions. Uh, I would try so many times to stop, and I didn't even like myself. And uh, and it took my wife trying, and it just it, it never it never stuck. But it wasn't until I started my fast here at the Father's house, and um, I got really deep into prayer one night and I asked God. I said, "What is it that I need to give up in my life?" And He said, "Stop smoking." He said, "You," and it was just it was simple as that. He said, "Just stop smoking." You're you're, it's keeping you from me. And then every day that it was hard after that, he would just come back to me and say, it's okay, I'm here. It's okay, I'm here. 
And really, that's just that's just what's got me through it. And then he's done so many things in my life already. He's got me to the point where I've gotten more time with my family. I've gotten, it's just God's so good. He really is. Amen. Thank you. Praise God. So good. He didn't say that he just got a new job that he's been asking the Lord for for the last six months. God made a shift in his shift change. Now he gets more time with his family. It's just so exciting. Wow. So if you're new here, welcome to the Father's house. We're so glad that you decided to worship with us this morning. And if you don't have a house, if this isn't the house for you, come a couple of times. But if this is not the house for you, get into a house. It's so important that you have fellowship with one another. It says fellowship with one another, but also a place where you can grow, mature as a believer. Amen? And if that's you, then go to our Connect uh, welcome desk. They have a little card you can fill out. We'll get you more information and get you connected. And if you've been coming and you're wanting to be a part of this church, we have the journey coming up May 5th. May 3rd and the 10th, excuse me. Uh, It's at 6 p.m. on Wednesday nights. We feed you. We share a little bit about our mission, our vision, our values. Pastor Mike shares a little bit of the backstory of the church. And then we also take you on a journey where you get to know about what God has gifted you in and get you connected and plugged in. Amen? So if you have not been at the journey, we want to welcome you to get signed up. We also have Easter next Sunday. We have egg hunts for your kids out in the front of the church. And then we also have a petting zoo. So it's gonna be a really good time. Last year was very cold. I would suggest the cardigan. Um, And then if you have stuff laying around in your house that you need to get rid of, it's spring cleaning time. We have our youth that is going to have a garage sale May 5th and 6th. And Pastor Darrell will come and pick up your junk. So if you have stuff, he did say um, something in my text message, I forget. He didn't use the word junk. He said good standing stuff or something like that. But um, we don't want like your junk junk. We just want some things that you're ready to get rid of to clean your house with. So if you can call the office and we'll take that off your hands. And then also we have a parent lunch meeting coming up on April the 16th. If your kids want to go to camp, uh, there will be a meeting right after service uh, with food. It's $8 per family. So before we get started this morning, will you just with me, just lift your hand to heaven. Say this with me. Say, Lord, what do you want me to know? What do you want to say to me? And how do you want me to move forward in it? Lord, I ask, Father, today that we would just surrender to what you want to do. Lord, speak through me. Speak through our, our heart to our hearts. Really speak to our minds. Uh, take blinders off our eyes where we have put blinders on, even personally, just because we don't want to go deep, Father. I just ask that you would go to the deep places of our heart, Lord. Cleanse us. Remove anything that should not be there that's not of you and take us on to maturity. In Jesus' name. And everybody says... Amen. Amen. I'm so excited about what I'm speaking about uh, because I believe it's like a setup. I I don't really get excited to speak if you've heard me in the past. Uh, It's really uncomfortable, but I am leaning in just like God is asking all of us to lean in to what he's calling us higher in. And I believe that God has set this up just because 
if you've read, if you listen, it's not like we do series around here. We don't talk to each other like, what is God saying to you? Pastor Michael just be like, whatever the Lord has on your heart. And I think it's so neat how he aligns everything up. We've even heard this in our small groups. Like, do you all talk? Like, how did that go together so well? It's because we're leaning into what God is saying. And so if you're not used to a woman speaking, just close your eyes and just listen with your ears to what God is saying. Because God is speaking and he's moving and he's setting people free and he's ready to get what you need right to you. Uh, So Pastor Mike has spoken on, if you haven't heard, you might want to go back and listen but he talked about tearing down old idols in our lives, transformation, legalism versus holiness. And today what I want to speak on is yielding. Because I think this is just a setup, right? You're stripping old mindsets. You're transforming your mind. You're getting rid of the legalism. And now you're yielding. And I was like, oh, that's so good. But the word really that he says in the Bible is submit. Ooh, Right? We've all heard the word submit. I know I even get triggered in my life because people have manipulated the word submit in my own personal life. And so I want you to think about, I'm gonna have you do this before and I'm gonna have you do this after I speak. I want you to think about what you hear when you hear the word submit. And I want you to think about the lie that you've believed about the word submit. So good. Maybe the thought of truly surrendering scares you, like submitting, oh, I will have lost all control. Actually, that's the goal. Maybe you don't want somebody to control you. Listen, we're not here to control you. Actually, our accountability is to get you healthy. You know, we have our membership course that we go through the journey, and we ask you to sign a paper to do membership, and I've never had that before. I thought that was really odd, and I didn't understand the purpose. Well, the purpose is for you to just say, hey, I'm coming up under the leadership. I'm, I'm going, moving forward with the mission, the vision, and the values, and I'm saying, I'm going to live a holy and pleasing life unto you, Lord. Because if you're serving in our house and you're leading in our house, we want you to be healthy in the house and truly pleasing unto the Lord. We don't want our leaders doing things that are not ungodly. Amen? You don't want me to be living a sinful life and then coming up here and speaking to you like I have it all together. Right? We don't want that. And so when we say, please, we want you to do membership with us, it's just truly not to control you. God is saying, I don't want to control you. I just want you to surrender to what I'm doing and say yes to what I have. He's like, actually, I have better for you. It's so good. And I recently listened to a podcast and they were talking about the word submit, but then she said the word yield. And I was like, ooh, that's a good word. I can lean into that. And the Lord said, actually, you need to lean into submit faith. I was like, ugh, okay, I will. So I'm submitting today, and I'm submitting every day. But I I thought about that word yield, and if you know the yield sign out off 81, I have a note because I don't know any roads around here. my husband's much better about West Parish Avenue and Highway 81. You go out there, and it's on the way to our property. So we've been going out there a lot, checking on our land, checking up on you, Brian. 
And uh, we go out there, and I think about that roundabout, right? You have the yield sign. You get so used to going around that yield sign that you don't even pay attention to the yield sign. I'm like, oh, I don't see anybody coming. They're not coming for a while. I just zip on through there. You know what? I'm moving with traffic. I'm going fast. I'm not going the speed limit. It's like easy, going on out. And I began to think about that. So many times in life we get going on our journey, and we miss the yield sign that the Lord's saying, hey, I want you to yield right now to ask me what I'm saying and what I'm doing. And so the Lord said, actually, Faith, I want you to turn with me. And so if you have your Bible with me this morning, and if you have a notebook, I suggest you take notes. This is so good, so good for my heart. And Nathan, I just want to um, say to you that what you said in worship, you said it's not for us to question him, it's for us to follow him. And the word submit and surrender is not for us to question him, but to follow him. So good. So James 4, verse 7 through 8, it says in the NIV, it says, submit yourselves then to God. To who? To God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Come near to God and he will come near to you. Wash your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. And then in verse 10, it says, humble yourself before the Lord. Before who? And he will lift you up. It says in the Passion Translation, it says, so then surrender, everybody say surrender. Surrender to God. To who? To God. Stand up to the devil and resist him and he will flee in agony. And this is the part that I love so much. It says, move your heart closer and closer to God. And he will come even closer to you. But make sure that you cleanse your life you sinners, and keep your heart pure and stop doubting. And then in verse 10, it says, be willing to made low before the Lord and he will exalt you. And the part that I think that we have to think about when we're submitting is truly like cleansing. Like, Lord, what do you want to cleanse in me? Because right, we're all room for air. We all have room for air. We're all sinning every day in some capacity, but not to continue the pattern that we've been on, to continue going around that roundabout and not yielding to what God is wanting to do in us to cleanse us from all unrighteousness, right? He wants to cleanse us, to grow us up and to mature us because Jesus is the example that was set for us. And we don't necessarily want people to idolize us, but we want them to follow the example that God is telling us to come into. We want people, our children, to follow what the values that we appreciate, the scriptures that we are believing in, the things that we are moving in, what we are maturing in. We want them to follow our example. And so I think sometimes we forget to yield because we get comfortable in life. We get into routines and patterns. Life just happens. Your job you've been on for 20 years. It's like, oh, I got my 401k. I've got all this lined up for me, my job security. And God's saying, actually, I want you to do this other thing. And it keeps coming up, but it's like uncomfortable to risk all of that. But actually, he might have something even better for you. 
like in that roundabout, I could be yielding and the Lord was like, actually, I want you to stop going that direction that you keep on going. I want you to go around the roundabout and I want you to take that other route over here because I've got you to go on a further path that's gonna take you to a deeper place with me and it's gonna take you to a place of intimacy you've never experienced before. And because of that place of intimacy, you're actually gonna see fruit on your life and you're gonna move into something unknown that will totally blow your socks off. That's what God wants. He's saying, will you yield? Will you yield? And the yielding, honestly, uh, the Helsers have this awesome honesty tool, Jonathan, David, and Melissa Helser. And I'm gonna get there, but the first part is yielding and stopping and asking the Lord, what do you want me to know? So when I get to a place in life, actually it should be every day, not just when we're in crisis, not just when we um, have a hard time with our kids, not just when my job's falling apart, not just when I'm sick. It's like every day, like, Lord, what do you want me to know? I know for me, I missed an opportunity this week. It was super embarrassing for me. And it took me like through all of my emotions and then two days later for the Lord to kind of like, hey, why didn't you stop and ask me, what do you want me to know? I was at Nico's with a friend and I was so embarrassed because I've never seen my daughter act like this ever. She threw a whole fit. She started screaming. I'm like, what is going on? And then obviously the lie that the enemy wanted me to believe in that moment is like, you're not a good mom, right? What did you do to set her off? And then I'm like embarrassed. I'm trying to minister to somebody and like pour into somebody and like listen to them. And I'm distracted by all this. People start getting up out of Nico's bakery and walking out because she's screaming and having a fit. And I'm like, oh my gosh. I'm, then I get mad. I'm angry. I'm like, what are you doing? It's like the worst thing to tell your kid because then it shames them. I'm like, what are you doing? Then I take her in the bathroom. I spank her. I'm like, what is going on? Then I'm like, I'm sorry. I can't have coffee with you anymore. She's like, this was so good. I'm like, what was so good about this? Nothing is good right now. And I leave mad. I said, you're going to get in the car and you're not going to talk. I'm not going to talk. I can't do this right now. What is going on? And later we went and I was like, let's ask the Lord to come into this moment. Let's get into the Bible story and it was talking about the wrath of God and I was like yeah so it was like these people were mad and she's like you were like that at Nico's mommy I said I know I'm so sorry I was like conviction all came through me and the Lord said why didn't you ask me what you needed me to what you needed to know in that moment I could have easily said hey you know what Olivia let's ask the Lord what's going on right now and what he wants us to know just so simple. And she probably could have kept escalating, but I could have personally done that. Like, what do you need me to do? Listen, we're all going to a deeper place if we will say, I submit, Lord. I surrender every day. I'm leaning into what you want to do. Cleanse me. Because sometimes I think we think like, oh, life's going great. I'm all good. I got a great relationship with the Lord. It's like, Lord's always wanting to take us from glory to glory and higher in places. So maybe it's you asking like, Lord, I don't know where I need to work on. Trust me, he will tell you. Because <laughs> I know I've been working on a lot of different areas lately. So where in your life can you start yielding? 
Matthew eleven twenty nine says, simply join your life with mine, learn my ways, and you'll discover, oh, I love this part. This is what's so beautiful about the Lord. He's a loving father. It says that he's, I'm gentle, I'm humble, and I'm easy to please. Isn't that so good? He says, you will find refreshment and rest in me. And I thought, like, if I would yield, my life would be so much sweeter. My life would be so much gentler. My life would be so much easier and restful and freeing if I would yield in those moments that things are just moving so fast that I don't feel like I have control. The things that are going on in my life that I'm like, I have no answer to these questions that keep coming up. And the Lord is just saying, just yield. I'm easy, I'm gentle. And even if you feel condemnation right now, that is not what the Lord wants you to feel. He's just saying, I'm easy, I'm gentle, and I wanna do a new thing. So let's just stop and remove that lie right now. Can you just remove that lie? If that's you, just, just physically take an act of like activation and just release that off. Like, cause that's not our intent. Our intent is not to condemn you. That's not God's intent. He's a loving father. He's just saying, let's move forward. Let's move forward. So whatever that is, yield and then trust me in the journey. Matthew 6, 33, and, and oh, I'm sorry, I skipped over something. Mark, Mark 12, 30, it says, love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind and with all your strength. Every part of us is to love God and to love God is to keep his commandment. First John 5, 3, it says, loving God means keeping his commandments and his commandments are not burdensome. They are not burdensome for you. I'm gonna say it one more time. They are not burdensome. So when God is saying, submit to me, surrender to me, it's actually freeing for you. And even for people in your life that you have been like, oh, I don't want accountability. I don't want people in my life. That just seems messy. It is messy. It's so messy to have somebody helping you keep accountable that loves you, that's gonna take you to deeper places. Just met with a couple and it was so beautiful. She's like, I just realized I was on a self journey and not a God journey in my relationship. And this is so good. It's cause I sent them a podcast and they did the work and they humbled themselves under the Lord. Golly. Man, I would have given anything to have accountability in my college years and in ministry even and going to Rama. Listen, I went to Bible school. I had no idea what I was doing. I still don't know what I'm doing. I went to Bible school. I went there and there was no accountability. It was just all these young kids going to Bible school. But then I got and I, I served these missionaries and they took me under their wing and they poured into me. They taught me how to pray. And then in my 20s, I didn't have anybody in my life and I wish so much that somebody would have said, hey, how are you doing? How can I support you in this season? Who cares how old you are? We all need accountability. We all need people to sharpen us. The Bible says iron sharpens iron. You know how much iron sharpens iron when you wield something together? Oh, Shannon, are you here? Shannon Langford, are you here? What's the word? Forge? Forged. When you yield, when you, when you weld something together, you cannot take it apart. It's forged. That's what God's wanting to do here. He's wanting iron, sharpen iron. He's wanting it to stay together, to not fall apart anymore, to take all the walls off, to take all the blinders off your eyes, to get somebody around you that's sharpening you. 
I love it. Pastor Mike texted me today. He's like, you want to do the announcements? And I didn't want to do the announcements. So I was like, yeah, I'll do the announcements. Because I'm yielding. I'm submitting. I'm saying yes. What are you yielding to in your life that's uncomfortable, that you don't want to yield to? And maybe you're not yielding. What can you yield to? Oh, so good. Listen, here are the things that stand in your way of yielding. I had no idea you Hello? Get a fine for up to $2,000 for not yielding. Did y'all know that? I did not know that. I did some research on that. I thought, man, I better slow down. Here's the thing. You could pay a penalty for not yielding in your life. God is wanting to protect you. But when we do not submit, when we do not surrender, it's really hard for your protection. Not saying that God doesn't leave you. Do not hear that. He's with you. But he's saying, man, I could just protect you from all of that harm, that self-harm, because you chose to continue to keep going and keeping in control. So what stands in our way, it's our flesh, right? Doing what we want. It says in Romans 8, verses 5 through 9, it says, Those who are dominated by the sinful nature think about sinful things, but those who are controlled by the Holy Spirit think about things that please the Spirit. Everybody say, please. So letting your sinful nature control your mind leads to death, but letting the Spirit control your mind leads to life and peace. Everybody say, life and peace. For the sinful nature is always hostile to God. It never did obey God's laws, and it never will. That sinful nature that makes you not want to submit, that sinful nature that not makes you not want to surrender, if you continue to operate that way, But it says, that's why those who are still under the control of their sinful nature can never please God. But you are not controlled by your sinful nature. You are controlled by the Spirit if you have the Spirit of God living in you. Amen? So I can't live a life of sin if I'm truly yielding to the Lord. If I'm asking him, Lord, what do you want me to know? What do you want to say to me? What do you want me to do? It's like, he's like, okay, I'll tell you. I'll let you know. And then when I'm yielded, I'm so much more protected from like all the junk that's around me in the world, in my job, in your family life, and everything that's going on around you. It's like you're just covered because you're yielded. You're submitted. And sometimes I think we can even get a word from the Lord and hear the Lord and keep moving forward so okay, Lord, if I'm called to do this, I keep going, but then we miss the daily opportunity of like, what do you want me to know even more about what that is that you want me to walk into? Because it's so easy to like, if you're obedient, you just go with it. Like, I'm going. God said, do this. But have you asked him the daily steps that require yieldedness to really hear where you need to go? So good. I wish I would have known that 20 years ago. I would just sit, hear the Lord and I would go. I would move across the world, actually. I moved to Brazil. And then I was like, what am I doing here? <laughs> I heard you, Lord. He said, yeah, but you're not listening to the, the daily. You're just doing it, which is great. I love your heart, Faith. But it requires discipline. It requires daily yieldedness to what I'm saying. 
So when you don't yield, you know, you go around the roundabout, you don't yield, you could get in a car accident. So the Lord wants to protect you. Number two, the second obstacle that we run into place is we go the easy route. It's just easy. It's easier this way. You keep taking the same path and stop asking the Lord what he wants to do. It says in Proverbs 3, 6, it says, in all your ways, Acknowledge him and he will make your straight, he will make your path straight. Psalm 32, 8, it says, I will instruct you and teach you in the way that you should go. I will counsel you with my eye upon you. I love that part. I will counsel you. The Holy Spirit, he's a counselor. He will counsel you with my eye upon you. You know, Jesus speaks of our human weaknesses in Mark 14, 38. It says, the flesh is weak. But when we are weak, he is strong. If we're yielding our weakness to him, say, Lord, I don't know what to do here. Like, I went to ministry school. No one prepared me for ministry. Are you kidding me? I didn't know all the hard conversations I was going to have. I went to six years to go to school to teach kindergarten. You know what happened the first day I taught kindergarten? I sent four kids on the wrong bus home. I started crying in the mirror at the school. I'm like, I'm not called for this. A kid wiped his hand, took his hand and wiped his butt in the bathroom. I'm like, no one prepared me for this. I feel like that sometimes in ministry. But you know what? No one's prepared you for what you're walking into except the Lord. If we're not yielding to what God's saying, you're never going to be prepared to walk out what he's called you to do. It's so true. So I would continue wiping, seeing kids wipe their butts with their hands and continue sending kids home on the wrong bus if I didn't get wisdom, if I didn't ask for instruction. But what does that require us to do? To humble. To humble ourselves so that he could be exalted. Oh, this is such a good word. If you're squirming, then that means there's something you need to yield to. I'm squirming. And I think the third obstacle that we all fall into place is comparison. We can so compare our lives to other people. It's a daily thing, especially if you're on social media. Ah, look what they're doing. I want to do that. Look what they're wearing. I want to do that. Look at the job that they have. I'm going to go back to school and get my degree and be a nurse because that looks so good. But is it what the Lord has asked you to do? Oh my gosh, I fall right into this. I was like, it's Palm Sunday. Everybody's going to be expecting a sermon about Palm Sunday. I even tried to stretch it with the Lord. I was like, Lord, I could say that people were bowing down and bringing their palm branches to yield to Jesus coming in. He's like, whoa, that's way far of a stretch, Faith. He's like, don't compare. I was like, but everybody's going to be preaching on Palm Sunday. People are expecting that. He's like, no, actually, they need something else. So we all fall into the trap of comparison. Like all the people are not yielding. They just keep going about the roundabout. Somebody's going to have a car accident. You might not see it now, but you're gonna, somebody's gonna, it's going to happen to somebody. Sometimes even Christians are like the worst at this. Like, oh, look at their life. They're, doing, they're still doing those things that are sinful, but their life looks like it has so much fruit on it. 
Ooh. But Jesus is the true model. He's the true teacher. I think that the obstacle of world, like those that don't follow Jesus or share his values, like the pressure that we feel, the peer pressure, even even older people feel peer pressure, not young people. I know we say like, young people, I know there's peer pressure. Listen, I get peer pressure all the time. I, I know like I'm feeling like, oh, people are criticizing what I'm doing, what I'm saying. I'm a woman in the pulpit, just step down. So much peer pressure. Lord's like, no, I need you to yield to what I'm doing and what I'm saying, Faith. So I'm stepping into confidence. I wore my high heels today. Praise God. My dog ate my last ones, so I got new ones. These are more comfortable anyway. I just love seeing people yield. I love it. I had a couple of my small groups say I didn't even want to come to church, let alone when I come to a small group. I love coming to church now. I love coming to small group. It feels like family. I'm like, oh, this is our value family. They're getting it. They're connecting the dots. It's amazing. I love you, Mark. It's so cool. It's so exciting for us. People getting set free from marijuana. Hallelujah. That's something to get excited about. It didn't come from their own ability to say, I'm going to take control. It didn't come from comparison. It didn't come from anything but yieldedness. It's saying, I submit and surrender to what you're doing, God, right now in this season of my life. And I will humble myself and look inwardly and say, yes, I need to work on this. We need to work on our conversation. Yield. Ugh. Hide it emotion. It's good to have conflict. If you're not having conflict in your marriage, you're not growing. I'm going to say it again. If you're not having conflict, I definitely need to say it again. If you're not having conflict in your marriage, you're not growing. What happens with conflict happens? You actually have to talk about things, look each other in the eye and work through something. And you know what happens with that? Vulnerability, risk, and then connection. Oh, so good. If you need marriage coaching, you come see me. I'm loving it right now because we're seeing fruit. We're seeing people just humble themselves. We're seeing people look inwardly, not at their spouse. You need to work on this. No, I need to work on this. And because they're working on things, we're seeing fruit. We're seeing people go on dates and, and almost like we keep saying Jesus is reintroducing himself to us. I believe couples, God is just on a journey of reintroducing themselves to each other. I, lo I love going on dates. Like, take me back to dating season and making out. I love it. Yes. It's good. It's good. So if you need to reintroduce yourself to each other, go on a date and have eye-to-eye -eye conversation. Gottman has a deck. It's called Deck card deck app has questions on there dig a little deeper ask questions if you need relationship if someone's not asking me questions then I know they don't care I'm going off on a tangent here so I'm going to get back on track but um, I'm really passionate about that so that's good with the Lord too right asking the Lord questions what do you want me to know what do you want me to do what do you want me to say that's relationship that's leaning in, trusting the Lord, what he's saying. 
well, I'm going to skip down here. Okay, the honesty tool. If you have a notebook, I promise you, you will not miss out on this if you write it down. And this is going to be a tool for you for the rest of your life. Number one, yield and ask the Holy Spirit, what is really going on? Invite the Holy Spirit and his perspective because he has every every solution and he's fully committed and devoted to you. He is the spirit of truth. And when we ask him what's really going on, do you know what he's going to do? He's going to deliver truth to you. It says in Psalm 109 verse 26, help me Lord my God, save me according to your unfailing love. Number two, get honest. Everybody say get honest. So many times we don't get honest with ourselves and with the emotion that we're carrying and why we're carrying it. It says, include your thoughts, your emotions, and behavior in this situation. You know, David had a, a confidence with the Lord. He wasn't afraid of his humanity. Do you know what produced in David? Intimacy. Because he wasn't afraid to express how he was really feeling. Psalms 139, verse 23, it says, Search me, God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. Number three, reflect and exchange. Here's what I mean by that. Ask yourself, are these thoughts true? Am I believing any lies about myself or anyone else? What have I been holding on to that I need to get rid of in my life? What's the lie that I believe? I just need to hang on to that because if I let go of that, that might get messy and I might have to deal with some deeper rooted things that might really hurt. What is the lie that you have believed? And begin to ask the Lord to forgive you of any lies and begin to exchange them with truth. So this is what this looks like. Lord, I'm feeling this way. I'm feeling abandonment because of da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da. I need you to give me the truth and reveal, Holy Spirit, what is going on on the inside of my heart and why do I feel abandonment? And Lord, I ask that you would reveal truth to me in this area of my life. So getting honest allows us to exchange with the Father where he replaces the lies with truth. 2 Corinthians 10.5, it says, we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. And the fourth thing is you listen. I think that's the part that we miss. We ask all the questions, but then we don't choose to listen. So... Holy Spirit, speak to me the truth. Give him permission to speak to the vulnerable places of your heart. Sit, even for five minutes. Lord, show me the truth. And you know what the Bible says? The truth will set you free. John 8, 32, it says, then you will know the truth. And what will the truth do? Set you free. So I want you to ask that question again. What do you think about when you hear the word submit? Just close your eyes for a second. Not to be super spiritual, just close your eyes so that you're not distracted. What do you think about 
when you hear the word submit. What's the lie you've been believing? And now I want you to ask the Lord to exchange it with truth. And you might even write it down. What's the lie that you've been believing about yielding, submitting, and surrendering? Will you today just stand with me if the worship team could come? I believe the Lord has us on a beautiful journey that's going to get messy at times. That's not going to look the way we intended. But I believe it's going to get you to the other side that's going to be more beautiful than you had ever thought or imagined. The Bible says that God is able to do exceedingly above anything we ever ask, anything we ever think, and anything that we ever have imagined. Just like Stephen's life, you can be like Stephen. No, God is not a respecter of persons. He can do the same thing in your life that he can do in your neighbor's life. If you would say, I yield God to what you're doing and what you're saying. Would our prayer team come down this morning? Maybe you came into the room and you're like, man, I've been going down that same path. I need to yield and I need to actually surrender my entire life to Jesus today. Maybe you've done it before and you just keep running, you just keep doing. The Lord is just saying, Let's just take this opportunity to yield and invite me into your space. And not just invite him into your space, but to transform your space. (laughs) Because that's what God wants to do. He doesn't want you to just invite him in. He wants you to allow him to do what he's asked you to do, what he's asked you to do, and to move forward. And to, okay, so here it is. Here it is. This is such revelation right now. Are you yielding or are you leading? Because the Lord wants you to yield and he wants him to come in. He wants to do the leading for you. But maybe you've just been leading and the Lord's saying, I need you to yield. If that's you, I want you to just make your way down to the altar and have somebody pray with you today. You need to say, Lord, I need to stop leading I need to stop comparing. I need to stop controlling. And I need to yield in this area of my life that just seems so hard to yield to. Where is it that you have got distant with the Lord? Where is it that you know that you need to grow in? We all know the Holy Spirit's convicting you right now. He's saying, this is an area that I want you to sharpen. This is an area that I want you to grow in. This is an area that I want you to move forward in to get healthy. We are a healthy home for the city. It's time to grow and to know that I am taking you on a beautiful journey. I know there's more people God, I thank you for what you're doing. I thank you for this move of God. This is the move of God. It is to surrender and say yes to all that you want to do. It is to submit and say yes to what you want to do and what you want to say and how you want to do it. So Lord, I thank you for every person in this room. I thank you, Lord, that you're moving 
You continue to move in their hearts as they read scripture. You continue to give them revelation to move forward in what you are saying to them, God. Lord, we thank you for all that you're doing. Pray a special blessing on them as they go. Lord, protect them. Thank you for what you're doing in their family. In Jesus' name, everybody said amen. Have a great Sunday. We love you guys. If you've not signed up for small group, there are still a place on the Church Center app that you can get connected today.